Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Iron Brew podcast. As you can probably tell, I'm not Brad Mel, um, but I'm, I'm just stepping in for Bradford this one. Um, but we get a, a quick one out there after after the events at York on uh, on Tuesday night. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it's it's looking a little bit bleak at the moment, isn't it? I think that we we really really needed to win the game at York, and I think pretty much every result that could have gone against us on Tuesday night went against us and we are now in, in a pretty dire situation really. And I think that, you know, we're very, very close to um, exit in this division, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, we, 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 we didn't get the three points at York. I think that the, in by and large, <clears throat> from what I'm seeing, the, the performance was, was okay. I think we were unlucky not to win. I think their keep obviously made a couple of really, really good saves, but at the end of the day, it's another game we've not scored we've not won. Um, and, and obviously, I know you went to the game, Matt, so, you know, what did you think? Yeah, I think the first half we did okay, especially towards the end of the first half. I think we had a few really good chances. Uh, Wilson, at the time, I was a little bit disappointed with, with the uh, with the finish. However, um, I think the keeper made a really good save watching it back. You know, it kind of opened up for him and he's put it down into the corner and unfortunately, the keeper's made a really good save and, and he did make a string of good saves in that first half That's um, that's probably... He's got them the point because I do think on the balance of the chances created, we did deserve to win. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we didn't take the chances. Bennett's missed a couple and, and I think Butterfield's had one as well. So, you know, that we had the chances there to win the game. However, the second half for me was, was the most disappointing aspect of it, to be honest, because obviously the fans could see the results coming through, as you say, the majority of the results, well, pretty much all of the results were going against us. And there just seemed to be a lack of, you know, urgency, not just, I know Bilson's got a bit of stick for it, but I just think from the whole team, really. Um, and I think, you know, there came a point in the game where he had to go for it and he didn't. And, and that was the most disappointing thing. I know he, he will argue he brought Elliot on, but I think he spent most of his time out wide and actually playing quite deep um, in that second half. And I think, you know, it came to sort of 60 minutes on the clock. We we weren't really doing much in that second half, in that, that opening period of the second half. And he just had to go for it and, and change it and, and freshen it up a little bit and, and just see if we could get something out of it. Because you're not telling me that, that those on the bench, you know, that there's enough of them on the bench. None of them are, are checking the scores but from around the, the division in such a crucial game. Because, you know, we knew we had to win anyway. I think it was pretty obvious. But given the results that were going against us, we just had to win to stay in touch. And the lack of urgency and, and just the lack of changes, especially towards the end of the game, it just seemed really odd. I've never seen anything like it. You know, we've seen teams in the past, yeah. even when, you know, they're, they're not in as dire situation as ours, but they're just chasing the game. They're trying to get a point um, or, or whatever it is, or trying to get the win. And they're throwing it. I mean, generally, it's when, when teams are behind, fair enough, but you know, they throw everything at it, they go two up front if they're not already two up front. You know, they, they just try uh, everything to get the win and I just don't feel we did. And, and you know, I was absolutely fuming after the game, I'll, I'll be honest. And I think that was a case with uh, with a lot of the fans in the away end because I think the players got a lot of stick 
And, you know, I think the effort was there to, to an extent, you know, we, we can't really say that they weren't trying, but I think it was just the whole, you know, from the bench, just, just nothing, no urgency. And, and ultimately, it's probably sealed our fate. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it, <clears throat> I, I find it incredibly strange as well, actually, and and seeing a lot of comments on Twitter around the fact that we, we were looking, like we were actually time-wasting or, or we kind of settled for the point. And I think it's, where is this kind of mentality coming from? Because I've seen um, tweets from some of the current squad on Twitter that basically say, you know, I don't know, seven or eight cup finals left. So they know that they need to win every game essentially so they need to get something from every game um and, and a nil nil draw nil nil draw against york you know if this was six months ago that's an all right result but when we've only got like what six games left um six or seven games left you know where we are in the, in the league we need to win every single game and, and, and we need to be throwing the kitchen sink at it to do that um and i think the time wasting and, and the lack of urgency you at, at this point you towards the end of the game, if you're not winning and, and you know, you're drawing, you, you throw everything at it, don't you? You put three strikers on, you stick your centre-back up front, you know, whatever the hell you need to do, you, you do that, you, whatever it, it takes. You know, it's high press for 90 minutes, it's it's whatever it is, but that, that urgency is not there for some reason and I I don't understand it and, and it was a similar issue against um, Maidstone United when, you know, we were drawing, obviously we drew the game or whatever, there was like 10, 15 minutes to go. We looked like we were on top, but there was no urgency. Um, we seemed to be happy to settle for the point again. And and I'm really concerned, actually, because like, what what is Jimmy thinking? Like, you know, we have to win the game. It's as simple as that. We, you know, we don't win it. If we had lost, I think, against York, we essentially would be, you know, you know, relegated, wouldn't we, really? Uh, I think the point kind of just keeps us in touch enough to say that we're not down yet. However, we could basically be finished off against Torquay on, on Saturday. But um, And that's it. And that's the concern. And it's just that basic level of awareness. You know, what, did we really go to York for a point? Surely not. Like, But we did. It looks like we did. And, and, and we look to settle for it. So it's in- incredibly, incredibly disappointing. And, and, and I don't know what Jimmy thinks is coming over the horizon. If, if you know, it's like we've got another 20 games left. That's that's what the lack of urgency looks like. But we don't. We don't have that. We need to win every single game we play. Um, <clears throat> so it's in incredibly concerning. Uh, and, 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 and rightly so. A lot of Scunthorpe fans, you know, on Twitter, and um, were really, really annoyed, upset by that, and, and it's completely understandable, you know. And and I think I tweeted something out saying something like, "Does Jimmy think that you know it's three points for a draw in this league or something like that?" Because that's the way we approached it. So, um, you know, it's in- incredibly disappointing, really. And and you know, moving on to the Torquay game, I, I, I want to say it's, it's it's a must win, but every game's a must win. And and I even think, to be honest, if we win, we 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 could still look you know, it, it, it's not going to look any better, is it? Just because of the gap that's opening up at the minute. And again, another another kind of match day with good results for, for the opposition. Um, you know, it's it's not looking good at all, is it? Just kind of the table, look, we're second bottom now, we're six adrift, but obviously the goal difference essentially makes us seven points adrift. Um, it seems to be picking up for Gateshead. They've had a couple of wins in a row. Um, their goal difference is obviously only minus seven. Um, and they've obviously got two games in hand on us and, and, and one game in hand on Yeovil as well. So, um, you know, realistically, it's, 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 it is looking incredibly bleak at the moment. Yeah, it is. As you say, those teams are picking up points. 
Dorkin as well. They've picked up a couple of wins and they seem to have pulled themselves out of it. Um, I mean, they were really the one we were looking at, hoping. I think it came down to that last game of the season. We could go there and get something and, and maybe drag them into it. But yeah, it, unfortunately, I mean, we had a period where the teams around us were all losing and, and we didn't take advantage of that. You know, I'm thinking back to that Maidstone game. Uh, you know, results were going for us around that time. And, and as you say, we just didn't do enough to win those games. And yeah, it's come back to haunt us, really. But I think with sort of the time wasting and the things like that, I've seen quite a lot of people criticising Bilson for that. And, you know, towards the end of the game, he was, he, he seemed to be taking his time over over everything. But I do think it probably has clouded some fans' judgment a little bit because of that. You know, he was getting quite a lot of stick. Um, I do think he played really well. I think he, he was good in the air. You know, he was coming for crosses. His handling was really good. And, and I do think, you know, his kicking wasn't great. It was an improvement on Notts County. You know, not, not difficult, but it was an improvement. And, you know, that, I think he was probably up there with, with the choices for, for man of the match. I think the whole defence did OK. I think the full-backs uh, did well. I think Leek had a really good game. Uh, considering Notts County, you know, I think he was, um, he had a really difficult afternoon. So uh, I think he, you know, he came out and, and played really well. So that's fair play to him for that. But yeah, I think, I think Bilson was getting quite a lot of stick. Probably wasn't justified on, on the back of the performance. Uh, however, you know, he was the one that w- that seemed to be taking the most time. But, you know, I, I looked over to the bench quite a few times as, as this was happening and there was no, you know, urgency from the bench. There was no, um, sort of direction from the bench to get it upfield up and, and launch it and uh, unfortunately you know, we, we only really had the one chance in the second half with, with Bennett um, and he has to score really I mean it was a really really poor effort it was a great ball through to him uh, and you know he's, he's done the right thing I think he's made a good run he, he's made himself you know there's a, there's a bit of space it's opened up for him um, but again as we've seen on quite a few occasions he's snatched at it and the most disappointing thing really with, with Bennett I think, you know, with Pew, you can maybe kind of cut him a bit of slack with those two he missed because, you know, he's not a striker. It's, you could maybe understand um, him kind of snatching at it. But Bennett, you know, he's got to be scoring that. And he had one in the first half where he was stretching for it. But I think, you know, he probably should have scored that one as well. And if those two go in, then we're still in touch and we're still in the mix. But I think, unfortunately, um, you know, given the results elsewhere, that, that probably does finish us off. And that's, that's the most disappointing thing. The second half performance really, you know, has kind of just killed us off. And, and yeah, for me, it was unforgivable, really, that the way we approached it, given what was happening elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly disappointing. Uh, I think really kind of just sums up the season, doesn't it, really? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate. And I think, you know, realistically, it's 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 not looking positive now, is it? I think that that it it, it will probably dawn on us um, on Saturday at about five o'clock, um, and and I think it will start to feel a little bit more real that <clears throat> we've probably dropped another division, and and you know we're looking at an absolute miracle really now to get us out of this, and and it's 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 just not happening really, um, and and it's it's a it's yeah, it's a disappointment really, and I, I guess what what do we look at really because I think I've I've seen a lot of kind of talk on Twitter about, um, you know, 
did we think that obviously when when Hilton came in and obviously Jimmy came in um, that at that point we were already relegated but I don't think we did really I think that we had more than enough games to be able to turn it around it, you don't get me wrong it was still a big ask at that point but we still had a plenty of time to turn it around really so I, I guess you've you've got to look to the to the signings really haven't you and, and, and it's been a bit of a mess to be honest we've, we've had people coming in and then within that short time we've had people going out and then being replaced obviously you know one that comes to mind is is obviously McDonough um, and then being replaced by Bennett who is you know he, he doesn't even look like a football player does he and, and I think that the I didn't see it myself obviously but I think that there was a, a lot of talk of him kind of laughing at the fans at the, at the final whistle which is not what you want um so, yeah, and obviously Madonna. I honestly thought he was okay. Um, I know you thought he was a donkey mat, but I think he was. He wasn't that bad. And I, I, he, he, what he scored, he, he took his goal well. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I thought he would have been okay. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for whatever reason. I don't think Jimmy liked him, or he, he didn't think he was the player he wanted. But then he brought Bennett in, and, and it, apparently Bennett is the player he wants. And and he said, Jimmy said something like he was the Molder striker that he'd been looking for since he came into the club. And, and unfortunately, if that's the kind of player he's looking for, then we're in real trouble because the guy, you know, as I said, he, he wouldn't look out, out of place at McDonald's, unfortunately. So it's it's incredibly disappointing. Um, and as you said, you know, he, he should have scored really Um I guess he was unlucky to score with the header because it was a great save from their keeper, but that one, one-on-one and the fact that he's not even hit the target is just not acceptable, really. And again, it's, it's that goes in, it's three points, isn't it? And the same, as you said, with the Pew one, if that goes in, that's three points and we're in a different situation. But, you know, it, it's not just two moments that have defined the season. We've been awful for, for you know, 40 games, haven't we? So, uh, you know, we, we I don't know how much we can put on that. But um, look, look, the signings, um, you know, obviously Bennett, hasn't worked um you know maybe two or three of the signings have been really effective obviously bunker was great he's gone back and he's been playing first team for, for forest green and he, he was an excellent player i thought he was really really good um obviously we, we couldn't keep him which was which is disappointing uh and i think i've been pretty happy with chapman as well um unfortunately he's out for the season it doesn't help and obviously um you know smith's been He's been a bit wobbly the last two games. I mean, maybe, you know, against Notts County, the whole team was just disgraceful. But I think, <clears throat> you know, he, he's been good. And obviously we extended his loan to the end of the season. And I think that he, you know, I still think he's he's a good player. Um, and obviously um, Richard Everton as well has been, been really good. So I think that we have made some good signings. But I think it's just the volume of players we've brought in. And then the players we've brought in to replace the players we've brought in. Which obviously hasn't really helped, has it? And you know, and and I think we we probably spoke about this maybe on the last podcast, but obviously I know Pew was injured at the minute, but kind of Pew and Shrimpton were, were doing pretty well in the middle of the park, and then um, we decided to change it and bring in obviously Thompson on loan for Derby and and, and Rance from from Dagenham and Redbridge really. And, and was there any real need for that? Do you think? From what I've seen so far, no. I, I do think you know. I was thinking it the other night watching the game, and I was just thinking, could you know, we were watching Thompson and Rance. If Pew and Shrimpton were in there on Tuesday night, would we be any worse off? And I think the answer is no. I think I think actually we'd be better off because they care about the club. You know, I'm not saying Rance doesn't. You know, he's obviously come on a permanent. Um, but I do think it goes back to the lack of urgency again. I do think that could partly be down to the fact we've got quite a few loan players in there that really don't care. I mean, they probably do to an extent, but they don't. You know, they're, they're, it's not their permanent contract on the line here. It's not their their future on the line. Um, because they're going to go back to the parent club anyway, regardless if we go into the National League North. 
And I do think, you know, that could be one of the issues. And I think if you'd have had Pew in there, Shrimpton in there, I mean, Jimmy's already kind of mentioned it in the past few weeks that, you know, those two, they really care about the club. They'll run through brick walls for the club. And, you know, I think it, at, the, at this moment in time where we are, that's probably what you need in there. Um, and I'm not sure on Thompson. I've seen some fans saying he's awful. I've seen some fans saying he's the best player on the pitch. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of him, to be honest. Uh, yeah. uncle, you know, my uncle goes to watch Derby and, and he said pretty much, he pretty much summed it up how he, how he would be. Um, you know, he, he runs about quite a lot. He doesn't really do a lot in, in terms of influencing the game. or He hasn't so far. I appreciate that, that one of the games was against Notts County. Very difficult for, for any any of the players to have an influence when we didn't have the ball. Um, however, you know, I'm not sold on that one, to be honest. He may be a good player in time. He's obviously played championship football, so he's obviously got something about him. Um, but at this, at this stage, I'm just not sure whether whether he's the right man in there. And again, I mean, it's not... I know Pugh was injured and, and he's come out, but Jimmy was, was saying how good Shrimpton's been of late. You know, the one performance against Notts County, you know, everyone had a bad game bad day at, at Notts County, uh, then he's out of the side for, for the two new signings. So I just think that's a little bit odd, to be honest. And um, yeah, it's, the turnover of players, as you say, it's, it's probably been too much. I think it's been far too much and we may have been better off just, just signing, you know, a few and, and trying, going, going along that way. Uh, but I do think the one that's most confusing out of them all is Elliot because he's obviously scored mm. goals. He's scored goals at, at um, this level he scored goals at uh, the level below. Obviously, quite prolific at the at the level below. We've paid money, yeah. you know. We, we've paid a fee, um, a decent fee as well, rumored to be about fifty grand. So yeah. it's not, you know, not not cheap. Um, and okay, he's played a couple of games when he first mm-hmm. came in, but he's found himself on the bench of late. And then when he's come on, all right, Notts County, he did come on sort of up front, but it was it was pointless. Um, and then he comes on in the game where we really need a goal, and, he, and he's playing on the wing. He's playing out of position. You know, he's not mm. going to score goals when he's when he's out there. And he's he's not. He's a striker at the end of the day. He's proven he can score goals. Um, he probably needs a goal just to get a bit of confidence back. Because I think he has snatched at a couple when he has been in front of goal. But I, I think there's enough there to suggest he could be a player. I think he's he's actually got something about him, and you know he's frozen out. So you know that for me that's the one that's most most confusing really. Um, and I'd like to see him get get a bit of game time from the start to see what he can do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I actually read something on Twitter about Elliot. Um, and I don't quote me on this, but somebody said, and I think it's come from the um, the York uh, York commentary for the game on Tuesday night that apparently in the past five games that Elliot's played against York. Um, obviously York came up last season, didn't they? Um, so he played against them last season, and and he scored four goals in five appearances. And they thought, why is this guy on the bench? He obviously yeah. knows how to score against us, and he's on the bench. What is going on? Um, and and yeah, I, I agree. I think he looks good. Like what I've seen with him, he looks good. And obviously, we've only seen kind of fleeting performances, just because that he Jimmy seems to prefer a, um, you know, a, a big man up top. And and when he's played, Elliot, he's kind of played him as a big man up top. And obviously, that's not the type of striker he is. He looks really mobile. Um, he looks keen to make good runs in behind and things like that. Um, and looks relatively good with his feet. Um, so we're obviously we're not using him in the right way. Um, and I realise obviously we probably signed him knowing that we're there's a big chance that we're going to go down and he's going to be an asset next season. And, and he absolutely will be. You know, for for a slightly positive spin on it. You know, at least we have a striker. Assuming he's 
he does decide to stay next season. I know his contract suggests that he would, um, but who can score goals in the National League? Not. So that's obviously a positive. Um, but again, I think you're right. I think he just needs to get that one goal. But look, really, look, look, Bennett, dreadful. Let's just try and play a formation that, that plays to Elliot's strengths because we know we've got a goal scorer and, and just let him play, let him start for the rest, every game for the rest of the season. At least he's got a good amount of match time going into a season where, you know, next season he's going to be a really big asset and, and we're going to need him. So that that's what I would like to see. I know we won't get it, but, you know, there you are. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I think yeah, he's proven he can score goals at, at the level below. Um, I don't know the length of his contract. I don't know if they announced it or not. But given the paid a fee, um, you'd you'd think he'll be here till um, you know for next season as well. I, I can't remember. I'm sure he, he is. Yeah, yeah, you would you would imagine so. Um, so you know, as you say, that is a plus. But at the moment, I mean, if if Jimmy's not using him now. It just seems odd. I just can't weigh that one up, to be honest, uh, because he's the only one. I know Bennett scored, what has he scored, one or two, but Elliot mm. was in form. He'd scored goals for Gateshead this season, um, so he can do it at this level as well. We've, we've seen that, uh, but I just don't think we're using him correctly. And I, Yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what more to say on that, really. It's, it's going to be interesting, um, because I do think he did have other offers, didn't he, at National League level, I believe. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually think York were in for him. Um, yeah. So they must have been pissing themselves when they realised he was on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? but... And then, <clears throat> that's going to be interesting as well. Obviously, we we must have um, offered more money because I think he he was basically they suggested he was nailed on to go to York, and then all of a sudden he turned up here. So you know, if, if we go down, it's going to be interesting. Will, will any clubs come in for him? Because obviously he's got admirers at national league level, and if he's not playing for us, then then it, I don't think he's nailed on that he'll be here next season. If if someone comes in with the money. So, yeah, maybe one to watch that one. It just, just sums it up at the moment, I think. Um, too many players that have been brought in, they, they've not really <laughs> gelled, you would you would say. I think the defence has been OK. I think the two defenders, probably the pick of the bunch, really, from from the players that are still here. And again, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Smith, I think there's, there's no chance. Yeah, he'll be going back to Harrogate, probably be playing um, at least National League, probably League Two. You know, he the injuries is hard, um, as maybe setting back a little bit, but I think he will be back playing in League Two. I think he is good enough to do that, from what I've seen. And and obviously, Richards Everton is, is only till the end of the season. Will he want to play in, in the National League North? Who knows? You know, it's hopefully. It's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah but it's I mean, unlikely. It, it's, it's unlikely, and I think it's unlikely that, that I know we had a question sent in, didn't we, about who's under contract? You know, I don't think there's many of, of them really. Um, and again. It wouldn't surprise me if there's clauses in place that that let them go for free if if we do get relegated, which is looking which is looking likely. Yeah. Um, so even though there there may be a contract on the table, not necessarily if there's clauses, they may not be here. Yeah, you know, I think some of the young lads are under contract. I think Foster's under contract, and mm. and uh, definitely Harry Lewis. Not sure on the rest, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> so we'll have to wait and see. But it wouldn't surprise me. You know, for, I think 14 players in since January. There's probably going to be even more coming in in the summer. Uh, I think the uh, the revolving doors going to be well and truly open. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, isn't it? I think if you know, obviously, when we go down, um, there's it's going to be a lot of change, um, isn't there? So it'll be an interesting summer. And again, you know, it's going to be a bit of a culture shock because we're going to be bringing in a lot of players that none of us will have ever heard of, really. Um, because we've 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 dropped down a division again, um, so it's yeah, it's incredibly bleak, isn't it? Being a Scunthorpe fan at the minute, um, 
and it has been for a long time, so it's not going to get any better. But, you know, it's like, can, can we drop down and then bounce straight back up? And, I, I, you know, I, I know you are really not looking forward to next season. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's going to be probably more difficult than we think to bounce back because again I think only one goes up automatically um and, and look at I think it's Stockport they stayed down there for quite a while didn't they so uh, yeah it's it's it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be an eye-opener um I suppose um but yeah cool so um <clears throat> you know I think there's <clears throat> let's move move on to our next topic and that is um to do with our new chairman and I think that there's been a little bit of unrest on on social media um over the past few weeks or so uh, and i think a few questions have been asked and, and mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And one specifically that I think we probably do need to talk about now um, is, is the purchase of the ground and, and the surrounding land around Glamford Park. Um, and I think that that's obviously part of the agreement that, that Mr. Hillen had with, with uh, Peter Swan when he um, took ownership of the club. Um, and obviously that's, as far as we're aware, that that the bill for the ground and the and the land has not yet been paid. It's not been settled. Um, I think Hilton came on Twitter and answered somebody's question directly and said that at the moment it's with the lawyers um, or with, with his lawyers. Uh, and we obviously we know that the the approaching date for that or the, the deadline or the date that Hilton has mentioned on Twitter is the twenty fourth of May um, for that deal to be completed. Obviously for for the for the ground and the surrounding land to be transferred. Um, back to the club from obviously Peter Swan's company, which is Cull Silk. Um, and, and we're still kind of waiting for that. But there, there's been um, some concern, I suppose, around that. Obviously, it's not going to be um, something that's going to be transferred for, for three pounds um, as the initial ownership of the club was. Um, and and we, we, we are led to believe that obviously the asking price or the price agreed as part of the deal um, was, you know, north of you know, a million quid. So um, probably quite a lot more, actually. So, um, you know, it, it, it it's, we're waiting for this to happen. And and I understand that there's some anxiety around this, you know, is it going to happen? Um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> there's been a lot of investment poured into the club in terms of the playing staff um, over Hilton's tenure so far. So that would suggest that, um, you know, he, he, he sort of has some money to complete it. Uh, and obviously the HMRC bill and, and, and other things were paid off and things like that, as he promised he was, he was going to do. So obviously, you know, that's all good. Um, but we're still waiting for this. And, and this is the big one, really. And I guess this is the sticking point, because if 
if this, for whatever reason, doesn't get completed, um, we are again in, in, in another precarious position, really, where the future of the club is under question again, unfortunately. Um, but there's no way to get around that, really. So, um, you know, how, how do you kind of gauge the situation, Matt? To be honest, you know, I don't think we can say too much. Uh, you know, Hilton came out, He's he's been very open on Twitter about that. You know, he said it was going to be completed by, as you say, the 24th of May. So until until that date, we don't really know, you know, what, what's going on. He said that it's with his lawyers. We know these things take time. You know, we, we can appreciate that any sort of uh, property land deal takes a while to complete and, and especially one that's, you know, the value of a, several million pounds. We don't know the um, the exact figure, but we know roughly what Swan was looking for for the whole whole site. As far as we know, given what Hilton has said on Twitter, we know that's not completed yet. Um, so, you know, I think there is going to be some sort of anxiety there from from the fans, given I think the vast majority wanted Swan to go. But as yet, you know, as it stands today, as far as we're aware, he's still in the background, you know, because he still owns the land, stadium and, and, and uh, you know, well, those two and the training ground. So until that deal's complete, I think there is going to be some some anxiety because he's still in the picture and you know everyone wanted him out and and um, that's that that's where we are. Um, I do think it would be nice for for some kind of fans forum. I think I, I said that when he came in, um, because as yet you know I know he's done a couple of interviews. I think he did one when he first came in and then he did the second one uh, about the membership scheme, the eighteen ninety nine. But we've not really heard much about his plans for the club. That's that's the thing that I think most people would like to hear about. You know, where where does he see the club going? You know, if we do go down, what's the plan for next season? He has confirmed, I think, on Twitter again that we wouldn't be going part time. He said we would never go part time. I think so. You know, that's an interesting one. It's it's quite a bold statement as well, given you know financially it's going to be difficult to run the club at that level. Being full time, there's not many clubs that have done that. I think York. We're one, but the vast majority of, of clubs are part-time, so that's going to be interesting. Um, and then there's various other things that, that I would like to hear about. You know, there's the non-league contract scenario at the moment. I think, I just can't see how that's going to go through. I think the PFA will will step in and um, that will probably be scrapped. But it would be nice to hear the club's sort of stance on those proposals because I know quite a number of other clubs have come out and said that they'll continue to pay the players as normal. You know, if they get injured, they'll, they'll still be on the same wages. And, and I think that's what, as a, as a fan, that's what I would like to hear from the club at the moment because I do think it's just the right thing to do. So... Um, there's various things like that, that that it'd be interesting to hear about. I know we mentioned plans for some kind of training facility. Where are we with that? And, and the academy as well. I'm not sure whether the funding runs out at the end of the season. I, I've heard various sort of rumours on that. Nothing confirmed whether it runs out this season or next season. But again, I think it's a big one for fans. You know, what's going to happen with the academy? Is it just going to be a couple of teams? You know, like some of the other clubs, I think Huddersfield and, and various other clubs run with that kind of model where they've only got sort of the 16s and 18s rather than teams throughout the age groups. Uh, so, yeah, I think for me, it's it's really be nice to hear his plans and it would be nice for, for some kind of open forum because I think um, obviously on, on Twitter, he's been getting a little bit of stick and I don't actually think the majority of it is from Scunthorpe fans. I think he's even said himself, you know, he, he believes it's Berry fans that have, uh, that have been giving him some stick on there. Uh, yeah. And obviously now he's he's removed his account, so yeah, that he kind no of, longer has a Twitter account, does he? It's been deleted yeah, so after. That, yeah, that line of 
kind of a communication has has gone. For good or for ill, I suppose. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's there's a place really on on Twitter for for chairman. I, I really don't. I think there's, you know, in this day and age, I think that much scrutiny, especially of a club our size. I'm not saying we're absolutely, you know, I'm not saying we're we're a big club, but I think there's enough interest there from from fans, and I think ultimately. If, if he's on social media and, and things aren't going well, people are going to be asking questions and, and giving him a bit of stick, just as they would if Swan was on Twitter. You know, that, that's probably one of the reasons Swan was never on Twitter because, mm-hmm. you know, he, you only have to look at what happened with, with Chris, his son, you know, he, he was hounded on there. And, you know, I think he, he kind of went underground on there. And although he's still, his, his account's still there, I don't think he's posted for, for a couple of years. So, yeah, he's, he's not a good place for sort of owners, chairman to be anyway but I do think it's probably time you know maybe not now but in in the next few months especially in the closed season I think it would be time really for um, sort of a a fans forum and to really hear his plans because um, you know the the May date is a big one he said he's going to meet that date so you know we we can only go on that and and um, you know there's there's no reason to believe he he wouldn't be able to meet that date from from what he said so far so he's he's a big couple of months in in that regard because I think the main thing is the fans want rid of Swan and, and at the moment as it stands he, he's still there in the background yeah I, you know I agree I think that we do need some sort of clarification on, on the kind of direction and and the plans so that for the future of the club really I know when obviously Hilton came in he he did a um, an interview with Radio Humberside and, and they asked him about his, his kind of his sort of business plans, what the kind of developments would be like that he's going he's going to bring bring forward for the club, um, and things like that. And he said obviously he didn't want to comment at that point because it was very early, which is absolutely fair enough. But he's he's been here for for a little bit of time now, and I think that it's probably right that he he, he does come out and communicates to the to the fan base, you know what what he's going to do, you know what what these developments are going to be like, you know as you said, kind of what the plans are for next season. He, he's been asked if he's got a plan for next season if we go down, um, and that was sort of early on in his tenure, and I think it does now look like unfortunately we will be going down. Um, so though that communication needs to come out really and say, well, yeah, absolutely, actually, you know. We we tried to stay up. We 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 invested in the playing squad, which he absolutely has, and and nobody can kind of fault him for that. Obviously, some of the signings have been incredibly questionable, but the intent to kind of try and stay up was absolutely there, and um, nobody can really question that. Um, so that's obviously been positive. Um, after a time, we went through um, under transfer embargo and things like that. So um, it, it it's kind of good to see. Obviously, been good to see that it's not worked out, unfortunately. Um, but I think that it, it, I think he does need to come out now and say, you know, it's un- obviously I know he's not going to come out now because we're not confirmed relegated, but it's not looking good. But it would be good at some point to come out and say, you know, this these are the plans. We have a plan B for next season. Um, you know. If we're going to be in, in, in National League North, um, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're definitely not going part-time. I know he said that, but just a little bit of clarification around how that's actually going to work because obviously they're dropping kind of revenue, they're dropping budgets and things like that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all got to be considered and, and got to be com- communicated. And, and, and I really think we need to know what the developments are going to be like because obviously he's going to have to use the land when he's acquired it to do something with it. So it'll be interesting to see what we can do and what, what he plans to do with that and, and things like that. And yeah, absolutely. Academies is another one. Um, I, I, I've I've had a few messages for people asking kind of what what's going on with the academy that they're concerned that it's going to be scrapped. Um, but obviously it's a big asset for the club and, and, and look, it, it's produced players who um, are, are now in the first team and, and, and have kind of performed well in the first team. And um, so 
we, we, we ideally we'd like to hold on to that asset, but you know, again, how viable is, is that for a club in national in the National League North? Um, so you know, th- there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but I, I really do think that we need kind of that that clarity now that those those plans and his kind of vision for the future of the club really is is something that will probably help to kind of calm a few people down um, and and kind of help help to level out some of the anxiety um, around around that because for me from from where we sit and from where most fans sit um you know it looks like we're in a relatively pre- precarious situation really without the securement of the ground and the land our future it looks like we're going to get relegated you know how is that going to work how are we going to afford to run a club full time um you know, in in at a regional football level, so um, you know, all these things are very much up in the air. And and, and as you said, Matt, after um, he's he's recently deleted his social media accounts, so that kind of avenue for for um, communications been removed uh, at the moment. Uh, and I think I I agree really. I think it, it's it's kind of it's good that he's probably deleted deleted his Twitter account. I I don't think it's the best thing. Um, honestly, to to see kind of the, the chairman, you know, maybe going through that channel to answer questions. It, it obviously more official channels will be good, or at least you know maybe a, a statement on the website or something like that um, would probably be the best way to move forward. At, at least it it you know it's a little bit more professional, I suppose. Um, but anyway, you know, moving forward, um, I think we've we've got a little bit of news, haven't we? Um, um, we've got a few questions to go through from from. Um, from you, you guys who sent questions in, in through Twitter, so we'll, we'll do that last. But we'll, we'll go through the news next. And obviously, um, Gyro's now left the club. Um, he, he put a nice little um, message to kind of Iron fans and, and, and everybody on, on on Twitter as he left. Um, and you know, um, uh, he, he's obviously not really been in, in the manager's plans or you know in in the first team for a while now, hasn't he? Um, which is, I suppose, unfortunate because I thought he was always a relatively capable defender, and, and he seems like a a nice guy as well. So, um, you know, what did you think to that one? Yeah, obviously, I think he'd gone only by the t- by um, the time we'd done the last podcast, but we for some reason we'd just not covered it. But yeah, it was. Um, I think it was expected to a point because obviously he, he had been frozen out, hadn't he? I mean, completely disappeared, not in the squads, um, and you know, in a way, it was a shame. I think he's a player who always kind of gave one hundred and ten percent. I think he wherever he played and he played in a number of positions really and, and we still really don't know his best one um, you know whether it was right back whether it was, was centre back or whether when he played the defensive midfield role whether that was um, you know he had a couple of good games in there under Hill I think he, that was maybe his downfall in a way that no one was really sure what his best position was be interested to see how Aldershot um, utilise him but I do think as you said there um, you know from what I can tell he was a big character down there in the dressing room. And I think, you know, he's obviously well-liked by by the staff and he was obviously well-liked by the players. And, you know, I'd had a couple of conversations with him over the past year or two and, and he was always really approachable. And I think, as you say there, he was a real top, top guy, really. So I'm pleased for him that he's got the move because I do think, you know, he, he deserves to be playing football somewhere. And it's a good move for him, really. OK, it's only till the end of the season, but it gives him a chance to earn a deal somewhere else. You know, it's it's a fresh start for him, which is what I think he probably needed because I, I just think his career was, was maybe stagnating a little bit here. And I think, yeah, for all parties, I think he wasn't going to play. And, you know, for, for him in particular, I think it was the best move uh, to go out and get some games and, you know, wish him well because he was one of the few that, especially last season, you could tell it, it meant a lot to him and you could tell 
after some of these games where we where we'd lost, you know, he, he was hurting, and he, he'd said the same to me. You know, he'd, he'd reached out a couple of occasions, um, and you know, he was he was very honest and very genuine. So you know, good luck to him, and, and hopefully he gets a move. You know, on, on the back of that, he gets a contract in the summer, and and um, you know, I think he's more than capable at this level. It's just where he plays is um, he needs to find a position and, and make it his own. I think. Yeah, and obviously, best of luck to him. Um... And and we, we do have a, a very small piece of news, um, just to kind of finish finish that roundup with that you you may well have seen on Twitter, but um, a, a long-awaited um in conversation special we announced um earlier this week um, on Monday actually, um and and you know kind of probably one of my favourite um Scunthorpe United players of the past, I don't know, maybe ten fifteen years or maybe indeed one of my favourite ever really, and and that would. Come as no surprise to you guys, it's Kevin Van Veen, and he, he's going to be coming on the podcast to chat to us about, obviously, his time at Scunthorpe United. So just to let you guys know, if, if you don't already, actually, I'm sure you already do, that that is happening, and, and we will be recording that in the next few days. So um, one, one to look forward to. Um, um, and I know you're looking forward to it as well, Matt. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we've tried to be, we've tried to do this before, haven't we? We've, <laughs> we've been trying to arrange it for a long time, and for whatever reason, we've just not managed to do it. But we, we've spoken to him, you know, on a couple of occasions, and, and he's really up for it. So, yeah, uh, going to be a good one, I think. Brilliant. I think that probably just a good place to finish is uh, is some questions. Um, obviously, we have some questions um, yesterday for, for the podcast. And there's, there's a couple of good ones coming in. I think we've addressed a couple, as we kind of always do. So George has asked if um, would we have stayed up with Nelson still in charge? He says he thinks Dean's subs leave a lot to be desired, and certainly tactically has been found out at times. Um, yeah, I, I, it's quite a kind of difficult one, really, isn't it? You can't really tell, but I think that a lot of fans were saying when when Dean came in, um, you know, and obviously Nelson lost his his kind of interim job as as, as the head coach. I think. We were like, you know, do, do we really need to do it? Because we were kind of seeing an, up, an upturn in form and, and, and kind of performances were, were kind of okay. Uh, and I think, obviously, you know, Nelson was working without any kind of investment at all because we were under the transfer embargo. Um, and then, obviously, Dean's come in and he, he's basically had sort of 13 people come through the door. So, um, you know, the, the question is, would we have stayed, stayed up with Nelson in charge? And it's really difficult to say, isn't it? I, I think that, you know, there was a chance... Um, and, you know, I think maybe with, with with even like with five or six players coming into with kind of Nelson at the helm and, and kind of the direction that we were going at that time, um, we may we may have had a good chance to, to kind of stay up. But I, I'm not really convinced either way. No, you know, I, I listened to Jimmy. I don't know if it was last week and he was talking about sort of the form since he's been in and, and how it's improved. But if you compare the two, they average both average one point a game, which is. You know, it's it's relegation form, isn't it? Or it's at least what would it get you? Forty six points, <laughs> relegation zone, or, or maybe just out, depending on on the the season. You know, sometimes you'd be down, sometimes you might just stay up with that many points. So you know, there's there's very little difference between the two. Well, there's no difference between the two in terms of points of the game from what we've seen so far. Um, the difference is Dean has has had an open checkbook. Um, whether he signed all those players and whether they were all his own choices, again, probably not, given some of the comments he's made about the players that have left, <clears throat> you know, the lad from Forest, Fuster, he obviously wasn't having him at all, was he? So was that, that was the guy with the, um, they raised some cash for his shirt sponsor, didn't they? Yeah, that, that, that was one, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he played about 10 minutes. No, he did play a bit more. I think he played the one game before he left. He, he did play um, the home game. It was okay. at Eastleigh, I believe. 
one of that obviously it didn't work out, but but again, Dean kind of some of the some of the signings after that, you know, that after that initial batch, he was kind of saying, This is the molder player I'd like. And and some of those players in that initial batch of signings then disappeared. I'm thinking Jerry and, and Fuster. So um, you know, we can again we're just speculating, but potentially not all his own signings. So yeah, it's difficult, but he has had a lot of investment in in the team. He's had a lot of players through the door. He's been backed, and and that's one thing, as you said. I think you summed up with with Hilton, with Swan in charge. We were go going down one hundred percent. I think that that's pretty clear. Um, with no more players coming through the door under the transfer embargo, it's likely you know we one hundred percent we would have gone down because that that's just you know it, it's pretty obvious and. We may not have had a club, so Hilton came in. You, you've got to, you've got to say he's done that. He gave us a chance of staying up, signing some players. We've had time, really, as well. I think we've, we've been kind of getting closer to the pack, and then we've obviously blown it again. So, yeah, he's kind of backed Dean more than any of the previous managers. I would say the last few managers have been backed, um, and at the moment we're no better off for it. So, yeah, I do agree with George. I think some of his sort of Game management and subs have been a, questionable, to be honest. And um, yeah, time will tell if if he's any good. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not convinced at the moment. I think he's won quite a few fans over with you know some of the things he's been saying about the fan base and and things like that. But unfortunately, you know that'll only kind of wash for so long if the results don't pick up on the pitch. And yeah, for me, the manner of the the draw on Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm just not sure on him, to be honest. But, you know, I know some fans are willing to give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt and see what he can do over a longer period. Um, but at the moment, comparing the two records, I think there's very little between the two. And and I think, in truth, would Nelson have done any better? I don't know. We can't say, can we, for, for sure. Uh, but I would have liked to see him given the chance because I think he did deserve it with, with no budget, no staff helping him. You know, I think he did a good job in the circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of agree. Incredibly difficult situation for him, but he's still managed to churn out some some good performances, some good results. Um, Andy said, um, we, we've kind of addressed this, but I just thought it important just to kind of include this as well. Andy Ripley said, is is the actual future of the club at risk again now? <clears throat> DH seems very twitchy. Will he actually go through with the final purchase required or walk away? Should we be concerned? We have addressed it and, and obviously we are slightly concerned, but you know, um, every, everything he said, um, Hilton, that he, he's going to do so far, he has, he's invested in the squad. He's obviously settled the the bill with HMRC and, and things like that. So, um, you know, on face value, he, he's kind of lived up to those promises. And, and and he did say that obviously it will be paid by the 24th. So again, we, we have to wait and see if that's the case. Dan said, is Jimmy Dean the right man for next season? Uh, a good question. Um, and I, I think that, Honestly, I thought he was brought in with the idea that it was a very good chance that we would go down. And obviously, Jimmy was kind of um, managing Peter Sports um, the National League um, North, obviously. Um, so I think that obviously Hilton's thought, you know, he, he's got a good record. And I think Peter Sports, the kind of mid-table when, when, when Jimmy came in. So again, it was I think it was a consolidation season for them, really, but it gets pretty solid. Um, so he's obviously thought, you know, bringing him in would, would be the right. It kind of covers both bases, kind of an up-and-coming manager, but also he's kind of operating at that level that we well could be operating at next season. So it, it was kind of a relatively safe bet there. Is he the right man for next season? I don't know. Um, you know, look, he, he's made some very, very questionable tactical decisions that we've all 
we're kind of aware of some of the signings be questionable. Again, we don't know how many were actually Jimmy's signings or how many were club signings. Um, but um, you know, a little bit concerned. But I, I, I still think that um, you know, he's he's not. He will be here next season. Do you know what I mean? Um, he's he's not going to get kicked out. Um, Hilton won't get rid of him. Um, especially not with the amount of managers that that obviously swung sacked. He won't want to kind of fall into that category. So he will give him plenty of time to, to do his thing. Obviously, he's going to get a full summer. Um, and, and then. Obviously, it'll, it'll be judged on on what he does at, at the start of next season, you know, and really, and, and and how do we judge that? Maybe ten games in and see where we are next season. And as I said, probably at regional football level. So you know, if if we're doing well, then obviously he's he's the right man for the job. But I, I still think that um, it, it was a good appointment, um, in in my opinion, even though it's not really worked in this at this level, unfortunately. Um, uh, what what do you think about it, Matt? Yeah, I'm I'm yet to be convinced by him, to be honest, but um. Not really got much much more to add. I think his record at the lower leagues was really good when he came in. He's had a few decent results at home, uh, but ultimately, you know, that they, they haven't been good enough to get us out of the mess we were in. It wasn't going to turn around overnight, and I think he has been overloaded with with players as well. I think that's you know he's had a lot to deal with in in that regard. But yeah, the jury's still out, and I'm I'm not convinced on him to be honest. But you know, at, at National League North, he's obviously only had really half a season at that level as well, given it was Peter Sports' first season, but it looks like they've done OK. You know, they're going to finish mid-table, so probably a respectable finish for them. So, yeah, time time will tell, but at the moment, not convinced. <laughs> Well, I think that, that pretty much rounds up all, all the questions we've got and we, we've covered pretty much all of them. Um, so thanks for sending them in. And, and obviously, you know, don't forget that Kev's coming up very, very shortly. So um, keep your eye open for that. I'm sure it'll be um, worth the wait. And it has been quite a long wait. Um, so, you know, um, definitely something to look forward to as a Scunthorpe United fan where, you know, it's been a bit of a shit show for the past few years. But anyway, um, so, you know, thanks for listening to this one. And I'm sure um, Brad will be back next time. Cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.